Welcome to the Watching Film Wrestling Podcast. I am Seth, joined today by... Nate. And we're going to start by reviewing the last few weeks of WWE. Then we'll get into a little NXT and AEW at the end to finish up with a little King of the Ring talk. So let's go through the SummerSlam card. It was two weeks ago. Um, let's kind of go through it. And if you got anything to say on any of these matches, we can kind of go from there. So starts off the night starts off on the kickoff show with the Cruiserweight Championship match between Drew Gulak and Oni Lorcan. Do you have anything you want to say on that match? Anything? Yeah, I'm not... Only Orkin's talented, and I enjoy him and Danny Burch on NXT as a tag team, but I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid that he's now all of a sudden singles wrestler. Yeah. I know Danny Burch is over at NXT UK. He's trying the singles bit, too, which makes sense because he's from there. But uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like they're throwing guys at Drew Gulak because they don't want to spend the money to bring in anybody else. But when you lose you know, a guy like Buddy Murphy – who's in there, and then Tony Nisa obviously is out of the equation because he's already defended the title against them. You know, who do you put for the, to make the title relevant? Yeah, they've kind of brought up all their – every time they make a big name besides Gulak, they kind of bring them up. So they're looking for that next round, it seems like, of guys to rise up. And I, I mean, I have a theory of why, and we'll go into that a little bit towards the end of the show, but, you know, if you – Look at it. Gulak has been pushed over to NXT a little bit too for matches and establishing himself as a heel there too. So. No. Well, maybe uh, so we'll get more of that later. But yeah. All right. So then the next match was Buddy Murphy and Apollo Cruz. Buddy Murphy wins by disqualification when Rowan comes out and attacks him and tells him to keep his name out of his mouth. Uh, hey, I hate the fact that they're putting a filler out there yeah. to to keep an angle relevant. I think it's a waste of time. I know you think differently, but I, I, I you know, it, to me, at least let the guys tear it up, and then if Buddy Murphy wins and he's celebrating, then have Rowan come out and demolish him. Right? Yeah. No, to to do that, it was like why bother? I think it's a way to get them both out there, uh, get them a match. I, I would rather have like a finish and then, but and then the the shenanigans, but it doesn't really matter. So. And it keeps Roman Reigns. It keeps the Roman Reigns angle going without having to shove a match of his on the card. That you know, and it keeps the mystery going a little bit. I don't mind it too much as a kickoff show match, so it didn't bother me. Yeah, I think it's a waste of everybody's time. But yeah. all right. the next match was uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, who I'm calling pretty crazy. Or pretty quirky. I don't know. I'm workshopping it. And they defeated the Iconics. So what do you what do you think about that? Is this kind of the direction you were hoping to see? I believe. Well, I don't mind. I don't mind Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I mean, I get why they're making them a tag team, keep them relevant. It you know puts Nikki Cross legitimacy up much more. Yeah. But to me, the Iconics that was terrible to take the belts. And I, I get they titled up Bailey. Sasha Banks is back in the mix. I get all that. Spoilers. I think it's stupid that the Iconics win the titles at WrestleMania. Then they just make them a bunch of glorified airheads. That's all they were. They're, they did nothing special. And they're more talented than that. They're mm-hmm. better than what they were. But the heat that they had was not anything legit. It was just, look at these two annoying idiots rambling in the ring. And they never defended their title against anybody. So, yeah. I mean, it, even Meltzer, who I... They could be a little too up his own ass at times. 
he gave it one star, and I think that might be a little too courteous. Yeah, I like the I like the iconics as characters. Uh, I was really surprised when they gave them the titles that quickly because I think they're still kind of getting used to the, kind of the swing of things on the on the main roster. But they're really good. I I really like them. I really enjoy them. So I don't I didn't mind it too much. But I mean I know there's I know there's iconic marks out there that are just obsessed. They can do no wrong. But do you think the way they're portraying them right now is doing them or the women's tag team division any good? You're an idiot. Well, they're not. They're so not really. They're not getting a. They're not getting a lot of chances to do much of anything. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is so it, to me, it was a filler match. It was. I mean, I get it for a kickoff show, but the women's tag team titles should be much more legitimate than what it is right now. They haven't and figured that, out. This is the reason why it is. They haven't figured out. I don't think. How to work that division in? They have. I think they might have come to the titles too quickly almost or they didn't have a good enough plan when they came to them they're like okay we got Sasha and Bailey and then they had a couple teams but it's not like they've really been it's not like they established the division before they put titles out there right. you're kind of seeing these teams put together and you know they got names like Fire and Desire and it's like Meh, you know yeah. whatever that doesn't really you know so it's kind of whereas on the men's side you have Obviously, it's been established. They pull teams from NXT. You've got all kinds of teams that are very defined, and you know kind of what their deal is. And the women's, it's kind of a—I think they're still kind of trying to find who everybody is a little bit, and that's kind of leading to this kind of thing where they don't have matches for a month at a time, and it's kind of. Yeah. But that seems to be better with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross because I think in their mind, Alexa Bliss is a main event star, so. Yeah, she can. She can. They can fight other people and win more often than when maybe they thought they had to hide the iconics because um, they didn't want them beating Oscar and you know all these all these other teams like that. So I don't know, but maybe that's part of it. So the first match on the main card is Becky Lynch defeating Natalia in a submission match for the Raw Women's Title. Uh, did you have anything on this one? I thought it was great. I thought I was way better than what I expected. Those two beat the hell out of each other, and they did some pretty impressive maneuvers to counter each other. And even the fact they tried to use their own submissions, which I know that's a gimmick in itself, you know, that's a heel move. But I really liked it. I, you know, I'm a fan of submission matches, especially if that's something that yeah you have two two stars who that's their strong suit. I think you use that more often. Heck, one of the greatest matches. In WWF history, was Bret Hart and Steve Austin, and that was a submission match. Yeah, I think it's a good. Uh, I thought it was a. It a, made Natalia more more valid to me. It was a good stipulation because yeah, that the sharpshooter. I think when they put emphasis on how someone finishes a match, and that you better watch out because once this finisher gets put on, or once you know, if once they hit this finisher, it's over. They've done that for Aleister Black. Kind of like he can hit that black mask or whatever out of nowhere. And then the submission match highlights both of these competitors' finishers. That once they get it on, it's really tough. And it also kind of highlighted how how dangerous they were by using each other's finishers to show that even when not applied by the master of the move, it's still effective. So I think it was an effective, definitely an effective way 
to showcase Natalia and Becky Lynch. I agree. I yeah. agree. I I think it checked a lot of my boxes. Yeah, it was. When I look at what makes a great match, it checked a lot of them. Uh, even Meltzer, he gave it three and a quarter star. Yeah. Which, honestly, for all things considered, the kind of matches Becky Lynch has been having lately, I feel that's great. I mean, it was that's an accurate depiction. Well, they had a good build up to it. It checked a lot of boxes. Yeah, they had a pretty good build up to it, and I think they delivered. The angle was solid. Yeah. Solid angle. So. The finish was great. The quality yeah. of the match was great. Um, yeah, but, it, was, it, was, it was a good, yeah. kind of a good program. So next, yeah. you had I thought it was one of the more fun matches of the night. I don't know how you feel about it, but Goldberg defeats Dolph Ziggler, and Ziggler has a new gimmick as the Black Knight from Monty Python. Oh my god, that is so accurate. Tis but a scratch. Yeah, he literally oh, said that in a promo uh, a week back or so. He said that, that's nothing but a scratch. Uh, so what do you think about this match? Goldberg defeating Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler calling him out. Goldberg goes back down, punishes him a little more. What do you think about this segment? It was funny. It was. I mean, it was. Goldberg needed it. Yeah. And here's the sad truth, and you hear from and Bruce Pritchard said this. Dolph Ziggler is cursed with what he calls the curse of the good worker. Mm-hmm. He can make people look good. Yes. You know, he knows how to take a bump. I mean, look at how he took all those spears. Oh, yeah. It looked like he was dead. I mean, he looked, I mean, he made it look painful. Yes, he did a Where, great job. That's what and, people, and a honestly, lot of people were talking about. That's what Goldberg needed. He needed that legitimacy brought back to his gimmick yeah and they did it and the crowd obviously was very forgiving of his match against the Undertaker. i think with i think how goldberg has been booked for so long he could they're i think they're trying to build him back up and the way he's kind of changed his perspective since his last run in wwe I'm not talking about this past one with uh, Lesnar. I'm talking about the one way back. Um, I think they're building him up to put somebody over eventually. And I think he'll he'll do it. It's a younger guy. So they needed to build him back up as a machine. And then they'll probably have, you know, like Roman Reigns or something like one of these guys kind of take him out in a match, in his last match, so they can use him. So I think he did a good job of that, building him up there. So I think he did what it what it intended to do. So the, the next match was a U.S. title match between AJ Styles and Ricochet. AJ Styles wins. Um, what did oh, you think about this one? Right. Huh? Did he win it clean or did he? It clean it. it was, I believe it was a, um, the finish was, right? Ricochet goes up top. One of them distracts the ref. The other guy, I think Gallows goes up like he's going to knock Ricochet off. Ricochet has to use his t- use his time to kick him and get him away from him. Then by the time he goes for the move, AJ Styles has stood up. He catches him. Styles clash for the win. So clean-ish. Clean distraction. Clean-ish. But yeah. So no, I mean I like what they're doing with the OC. I think it's a good good heel faction that they have going right now. Yeah. Um. And poor Ricochet, you know, as soon as they put the rocket on him and launch him off into space, he's brought back down pretty quickly. 
Yeah. But for good reason, I th- I felt it was good. I think I, I mean I checked a lot of my boxes. The quality of the match was great. The story in the ring was solid. The finish it had to be done. You know what I mean? You had to yeah. keep Ricochet strong, but you didn't want AJ Styles to win two. You can't. Well, you couldn't have the OC lose this early. You know, you can't have them exactly. trying to build them up. I, I mean, out of my five boxes that I have to check off in a match, as far as the crowd, the angle, the finish, the match quality, and the story in the ring, get yeah. checked three of those for me. Yeah. So I think I, you know, I think it was a good match. I like the finish. Uh, that's the finish. Uh, AJ Styles has done a lot where he catches the guy in the South Clash. I thought it was, I thought it was a good finish, good match. Ricochet's being positioned as one of the top baby faces on Raw, so I think even a loss, it looks fine. Um, I don't know if they're done with this angle or not yet. It seems like it could just be something that lingers, and they just you know Ricochet is always going to be uh, up against the OC. So the next match was the SmackDown's Women's Championship, Bailey and Ember Moon. I really don't have much to say about it. Bailey wins. Um, I, I can't really remember I, anything I, from this I, match. I feel them. Everybody shit on them. I felt the match was better. I didn't like the build-up. I felt the story was terrible. They are both so much better than what everybody gives them credit for. I think Ember Moon is Ember Moon is super underutilized. She is super talented. Yeah. Um, her finish you is know, like the most. Once again, once again, and this is my whole thing. She has a she has a gimmick that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at what's going on with Bray Wyatt. You look at you know the Undertaker. There, there's all these different. And here you are. She's supposed to be you know the war goddess, and she's kind of this weird, you know, werewolf, crazy woman, whatever it is they're trying to run with her. It's unique. Yeah, and they have not one time utilized it to their advantage. And to me, the story buildup was terrible. And yeah. I think that's why people weren't buying it. As far as the two in the rain, the match call, I thought it was good. It's not, I mean, everybody shit on it because they felt it was a stupid filler match. Quality of wrestling, I thought it was solid. But as far as the angle, the buildup, the finish. Yeah. Uh, I think, well, you, here's, here's you, how I look at it. If if you took the championship out of it, and you took the championship out of the Becky Lynch Natalia match, I'd say okay, I still want to see the Becky Lynch Natalia match because of how they built it up. If this wasn't for the right. SmackDown championship, would you have wanted to see this match on the card? Probably not. I, I mean, you're, but you're asking a guy who is a fan of both of them. But so, just based on the build, would you say, oh, that's definitely got to be on the card? No, that's what I'm saying. The build is terrible. Yeah. The build is terrible. The build was awful. That's honestly in my five checkbox, which is kind of my little yeah. finger thinking system. He got a two out of five for yeah. me. He got two out of five for me. I mean, I thought the match quality was good. I think they were trying to build a pretty good story in the ring. Yeah. Of, you know, they were both. Here's the thing. Vince McMahon, he hates baby faces. He hates it when two baby faces face each other. Well, Ember Moon leading up to facing Bailey, well, she was a baby face. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, one week going into it, she wants to be a cheap shot artist. That's not, you didn't build any real heat. Yeah. Athletically, the kind of show they put on the ring, they do great. All right, let's but, move. We've already spent too much time on this match. All right. Uh, so, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, anything you want to say? Kevin Owens wins. He needs to go to hell. He needs to be off TV. This was, I'm glad Kevin Owens beat the crap out of him. It shouldn't have been as long as it was. 
and I'm done. I love Shane McMahon. That's all I got to say. Next, Charlotte Flair and Trish Stratus. Good match, I thought. I thought it was much better than I anticipated. Much better. Than yeah. I grew- Man, I used to watch Trish Stratus a lot growing up. I Not bet. like creepy, you know, whatever. But she was the face of the women's division. Yeah. Her, China. Lita. Lita. Uh, Mickey James, you know, that whole Ivory. that were becoming more and more serious competitors and not just a bunch of models. Yeah. She was the transition star to that. So to see her hang with Charlotte Flair, I was happy to see that. But she looked one thing that one thing that was striking to me is she looked so small next to Charlotte Flair. Now I guess a lot of the women in the division do, but man, she looked tiny next oh, to Charlotte yeah. Flair. Charlotte Flair is a freak. You gotta okay, but you gotta remember Charlotte Flair. I mean, her gimmick and everything aside, she really is pioneering women's wrestling because Trish Stratus was an aerobics instructor, did workout videos, but because she was athletic enough and was hot enough, they put her on television to be a wrestler. Yeah, and kind of said, "Here, you'll figure it out," and it ended up working great for her. Yeah, she did figure it out. That was the formula they used to follow. Yeah, and now you have Charlotte Flair who. Her career, she has been building up to be a wrestler. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the whole, the re- the revolution, evolution thing, right? They're all, they started wanting to be wrestlers and they're wrestlers. So, but that was probably, I thought that was one of the better matches of the night for sure, Charlotte and Trish. So, uh, moving on, we're kind of getting to the final, the end of SummerSlam here. Kofi defeats Randy Orton in a double countout. Um, I thought it, it it was a retread of the AJ Styles Samoa Joe thing from last SummerSlam, where Samoa Joe does something to AJ Styles' family. AJ goes ballistic, disqualification. Here was the same thing, so I thought this was like, yeah, it was cheap. Yeah, kind of undercut. I didn't. It was cheap. I... They're doing I, now. They're doing a good job continuing this feud, and we'll talk about I that agree, soon. But, but this this to be on like. You're probably your second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Not great. Right. Right. We'll go over the rest of the, you know, the overall picture. Yeah. A little bit. I'm a Randy Orton fan. I think he's one of the best heels to miss when he wants to be. I think they're finally reestablishing him as that. Yeah. I know you've overplayed, but I think he's No, I'm, I'm, I like what they're doing his, with him. His heat is more genuine to me than Shane McMahon. Oh. I like what they're I like what they're doing with him, but there there's just times where he would be they just bring him out of mothballs and just throw him in and it's like, well, you know and then they, they there's been some stuff in the past they've done with him that wasn't great, but that's not his fault. Um but I think what the direction they're going seems to be interesting. And then speaking of interesting, the next match was the fiend Bray Wyatt defeating Finn Balor. Meltzer can kiss my ass. He gave this two stars. He can kiss off. There, it's two stars just to walk, the way he walked out to the ring. That entrance was five stars, brother. Good lord! I mean, just I mean, what I'm saying is, out of the whole match, two stars should be given alone for the entrance. The lan- <laughs> the lan- the lantern should have been a star by itself. Oh, that's no joke. I, I mean, that was one of the few times I said, and we all know it's like, man, they're building this up. They're gonna screw it up somehow, and then it lived up to the hype. You know what the um, you know what people want next, right? Have you heard what they want for the next lantern? What Finn Balor's head? They want what? Finn Balor's head. Oh baby! How would you feel if 
Um, here's my thing about The Fiend, and then I'll kind of get to my question. I don't think he should ever wrestle on television. I agree. I think he should show up like he has every now and then, but just be like a lingering presence over. And I don't mind. Like, he's not. He doesn't have a title. He's just a. He's just a presence. Because some, though, there's some people who are like, oh, the same people that are upset that Lesnar's not on wrestling on TV are the same ones that saying the Fiend shouldn't wrestle on TV. Well, Lesnar has a title. If Lesnar doesn't have the title, I don't care when he shows up. But. The Fiend doesn't have the title. And I don't right. think, hopefully he's not going to be going for the title anytime soon. I like just him kind of showing up, picking somebody out, and taking them out. And so how would you feel if he only wrestled on pay-per-views? If he came out with, the the lantern he came out with was the head of the last person he defeated? I don't, I don't know about that much of the gimmick doing that. <clears throat> I mean, would it be cool? Yeah, but would it be overkill after... Two or three pay-per-views? Yeah, probably would. It might be. Yeah, I think, I think you know, I would almost rather, if you're going to do that, I would almost rather him have the head of the person that he wants to come after next. Let me throw this out there at you. Could you imagine if he came out with the head of The Undertaker? That would be interesting. And you don't know when, you don't know how, you don't know, but you know that he has him in his sights. I think that'd be so what do you think? Uh, the, what do you think they're going to set up for the Undertaker match at WrestleMania? I'm assuming they're going to get another one because he's been wrestling more. He's in better shape. This will probably well, be. I'm guessing I this will be his last. You think? I have. I mean, we can talk about it later. We got to get through this first, yeah. honestly. But just real quick, would you rather see the Fiend or? Because these are the two they could set up, right? The Fiend could be set up quickly, or they kind of set up McIntyre earlier this year. Which one would you rather have? That's tough, man. I, I here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I wish they would reestablish McIntyre, and we'll get into that later. How I think they do it. Yeah. Reestablish him. Have him and the Undertaker build them up. Not necessarily WrestleMania. Could you imagine those two in Royal Rumble? Yeah. As a main event. That'd be cool. Okay. Bear with me. Then you have The Fiend and Undertaker at WrestleMania. And I'll go through my theory and dream booking later. Yeah. But I think, honestly, I would love, just as a fan, I think they did a great job with that teasing, that build of McIntyre and Undertaker. Yeah. But I would at some point, just for the sake of... Because here's what's, here's what's ended up happening. The Fiend, if you really peel back the layers and you look at, you know, people who grew up in wrestling that are my age, he is the cross between Sting and Mankind. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Really think about it. Yeah. He is the cross. He is the the the, the love child of Mankind and Sting. Just that crazy, I don't know how he's going to act in the ring. Crow Sting. You know, yeah. Mankind, like, he is sporadic. He's great. And I'm talking about Mankind when he first started. He yeah. pulled his hair out and stabbed himself, like all that weird stuff. Yeah. But then he's like Sting because Sting went six months without wrestling a match. It might have been longer than that. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is, I, I mean, again, that was a long time ago. But yeah. my point is, the buildup they utilized with Sting, he would pop up once in a while, he'd vanish, he would. Yeah. But they knew at some point in time he was going to go for the world title. Yeah. They just didn't know when. They, they didn't know when it was finally going to happen. Yeah. So anyway, 
I think what they did is Finn Balor, you know, it's known that he requested some time off so yeah. he can rest up and yada, yada, yada. And they let him get some offense in so he didn't look totally overpowered, which yeah, I don't know, which is all right. That because, yeah. I, you know, when he comes back, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, and I'll go into my theory on that a little later. But I, I felt it was a solid match. It did what it needed to do. Yeah. It didn't need to go tell two. It didn't need to be a crazy good match. It just needed to establish the fiend. It needed to keep Finn Balor strong. But, you know, he showed, like, this makes me nervous. This makes me da 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 Yeah. And you know somewhere down the line that his Demon King gimmick is going to come out. Yes, I'm sure. But we'll get into that. You know, like I said, we'll talk about that later. All right. So, um, one, one. Uh, so let's last match. Nailed it. Finish. Nailed it. The angle was okay. The build, the crowd, that checked three out of my five boxes. Yeah. So. We'll give it two, but he can piss off. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, last match: Rollins versus Lesnar. I believe this is your boy Meltzer's top-rated match for the night. I think it was like it was over four stars. Yeah, it was four and a quarter stars. Yeah. So it was a good match. They beat the crap out of each other. What do you think about it? Rollins wins. He's the new Universal Champ. Thoughts? I I mean, not much to say. You have to watch it. Yeah. They beat the hell out of each other, man. That's... I like that was the match I wish they did at WrestleMania. Yeah, instead of having him do the nut shot. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If he won, imagine if he won like that at WrestleMania. Yeah. People would have been talking about. I mean, he. Because let's be honest, everybody's getting tired of him. Everybody, people are getting tired of him. You know, it's like okay, you beat Baron Corbin three times. Yeah. So what? You know, you you barely you didn't even beat Brock Lesnar cleanly. You couldn't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you imagine how much different it would have been for him. If that was the match he had at WrestleMania. Yeah, so it's kind of like, uh, I think them using this as maybe like a reset. Use it as like a reset and then kind of start over. None of that Baron Corbin stuff happened. That's over. Right. All right, so now let's get to, um, we'll go through the, so that was SummerSlam. Overall, pretty good show, I thought. Yeah, it was it was good enough. I mean, and that was the other thing people were bitching about how short it was versus the other pay per views. They I always complain about how long it is. I mean, it, nobody wrestling fans are never satisfied. AEW's got a hundred percent approval rating, but wait till they put on one live after their first live television, somebody's gonna be whining about it. So, it, nothing nothing can last in wrestling. They're fickle. Daniel Bryan was right. Okay, so let's get into kind of Raw, the last couple of weeks of Raw and SmackDown. I'll run through uh, kind of some of the the bigger points from Raw, the Raw after SmackDown. First big announcement was that they're doing a King of the Ring, and we'll kind of get we'll get into that. It started this week, God, uh, the matches. Sorry. I I love the idea. I marked of, out. I marked out. I, I I marked out. I'm not gonna lie. I love the idea of a king the of a tournament and we'll kinda we'll end talking about that tournament, so don't get don't get too excited. Um, the next one, uh, Miz defeated Ziggler, and this is kinda Ziggler kept kept the same thing going from the night before where he uh, after he got beat up he kept yelling and screaming at the guy. So he's kinda doing that Yeah, I was done with that. The black knight gimmick. Um yeah, so that's kind of carried over a little bit through the weeks. Um, Ziggler doing this uh, Monty Python thing. 
Um, the other, another kind of one of the bigger things that come out of Raw, and it's kind of a continued storyline, is uh, Andrade and Rey Mysterio had a two out of three falls match, and Andrade won the first two falls. So, not something you normally see. A guy winning two falls in a row at the beginning, and um, they used it to kind of set up Mysterio maybe thinking about retiring. So, what did you think about that? <sighs> Andrade, I like him. He's talented. I like the fact they made him look strong. I don't know how many times he has to wrestle Rey Mysterio to look strong. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I sniffed that out. I, again, I'm not, not that I'm anything brilliant. I just was like, he's not going to retire like that. Well, no, but. He's not going to retire like that. And then his son comes out. and yeah, this Yep, so that carries up. We'll get to that. Uh, but I'm not again. I'm not drinking that Kool Aid. I, I did think it was interesting to do. Hey, he did back to back. You know, pinfalls. Okay, cool. I think you could, and I don't but think I, that I, makes. I, I don't they need the. You know, they need to go ahead and stop this whole. Hey, two luchadors burning up. Ring. I think they need to. Yeah. Move on. With well, I think they're going to. I think now that Andrade is in the King of the Ring, um, they'll kind of get away from some of this. But uh, I think. I don't think it makes an older wrestler look bad when they lose like this. It allow it kind of gives you some storytelling, um, some room to kind of get into that old gunslinger, one last gunfight type of story that can be really interesting. So I don't think it necessarily really hurts Rey Mysterio either to lose like this. First of all, he's a legend, but um, it's not. It helps on. I think it helps Andrade a lot and doesn't really hurt him at all. So I think it's probably a. That seems to me like a pretty good way to go about it. Next, probably the biggest, probably the biggest news from, in a lot of people's eyes, from this Raw was uh, Natalia coming out, cutting a promo, uh, a hometown promo, and then Sasha Banks coming out to look like to console her, and then Sasha Banks attacks her, and uh, Becky Lynch comes out, and Sasha Banks beats the crap out of her too. So they bring Sasha Banks back and turn her heel. What do you think about? That's probably the biggest thing from this Raw. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I love how they, because there was all this bull crap about she's not coming back. She wants to go to AEW. She wants to do this, that. And she has, if you follow her on any form of social media, she, you can tell she took time off yeah. to recoup and recover. And she masterfully played it up the way you should. Like, I don't know if I'm coming back. Maybe I am not. Like training, uh, I, I think I, I saw a Sasha was... Banks fan. I know you and I differ on this. I think the quality of matches she can put on the ring, I'm not a fan of hers because she can cut an amazing promo. No. That's not, that's, but she doesn't have to, in my opinion. Yeah, no, she's a very good wrestler. She had, when she was going for the universe, the women's universal title against Ronda Rousey, was hands down one of the best matches Ronda Rousey had to be it. She had to be in a real match. Yeah. All the other gimmicks and everything, Sasha Banks is very talented. And I, I love the fact they're breaking her out now against Becky Lynch. Yeah. I think that has potential to be different than what Becky Lynch is having Natalia. You know, yeah. to, you know, submission artist. Now Becky's going to actually wrestle. But Sasha Banks can make her look like she can wrestle well. You know, a well be a well rounded champion. Yeah. So, so, um, I thought 
Yeah, I, I think it's a big, probably a big deal. Probably the biggest news from the show. Um, I think she likes being a heel, Sasha Banks. Uh, it seems like she enjoyed oh, it in NXT. So that should be better. Hopefully her promos are, uh, hopefully they kind of let her go with that. Because she did some pretty, she has some pretty good, like, heel instincts. I know she made that one kid, like, cry her eyes out in NXT, which, you know, which, oh, I mean, that's good heel stuff, right? So hopefully they let her go with that more and don't make her cut all these promos where she talks like this. I she yeah. I she just just let her kind of do her thing hopefully. So um exactly. uh I also thought um have you ever seen the gif of Sting removing a Sting mask and a Sting underneath the Sting mask? Yes, yes. That's how I felt when she took off her purple wig and revealed that she had blue hair. Right. <laughs> it was oh my like God, her hair is blue. Okay. Yeah, okay, so what? I mean so it was uh so yeah, that was, but a lot uh, of the a lot of the NXT fans they they got that nod. I mean, that was more for smart marks. I have no idea what it meant, and I think it was stupid. All right, <laughs> maybe. Uh, we had a women's tag match. Let's just get through this. We don't have to talk too much about this. Um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defended their titles against the Kabuki Warriors. Um, I don't know what they're doing with the Kabuki Warriors, but they made Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross look legit. Um, I, yeah, don't you love that build-up? Here, we're the Kabuki Warriors. Here, Paige is our mouthpiece. Oh, wait, Paige isn't there. We're going to lose. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, the main event had Seth Rollins defeat AJ Styles by disqualification when Gallows and Anderson interfered. Uh, they were ejected earlier in the match. They came back, beat up Rollins. Uh, they are beating him up. Then I think Ricochet ran out. And then Braun Strowman came out, right? And took out everybody. So you have uh, Braun, uh, Seth, and Ricochet standing on one side and the OC on the other. I was like, oh, great. We're going to get another six-man tag on Raw next week. But they didn't do that. So uh, SmackDown. What was important in SmackDown after SummerSlam? Um, Shane McMahon, your boy, came out and said he was finding Owens $100,000. What did you think about that? Are you pretty excited about it? Pretty stupid. All right. Get that idiot off TV. I love Shane McMahon. All right, Alistair Black come continues his challenge to somebody pick a fight with me. I think the biggest kind of the biggest news out of not the biggest news, but kind of the most buzz out of this episode was Buddy Murphy challenged Roman Reigns to a match, and they had a really good match, and they let them they gave them some time too. What do you think about this match, Roman Reigns and Buddy awesome. Murphy? Awesome. It made it made them both look good. Yes. It's amazing what happens when you let wrestlers wrestle. And uh, if you if you tell a good enough story during the match like they did where Buddy was hitting some big moves and getting very some near oh, falls, a loss uh, doesn't uh, hurt. The word is Buddy Murphy was not supposed to be in this angle originally. Hey, you got to take advantage. Yeah, that was thing. But he was seeing the background and fans, you know, slowed it down. All right, that's Buddy Murphy. So they were like, well, maybe we address it somehow. And it's morphed into this whole thing. I love it. I think it's great. I think Buddy Murphy, you, you and I saw him live. Yeah. He, he saw him live against Velveteen Dream in an NXT taping. And remember, you and I were like, this dude is. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Like, people think 205, he's a small guy. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something. He's hard. He, he, his stuff looks it's devastating. Yeah, and it looks, it's heavy. It, his stuff looks like heavy hitting, too. It's not like. 
He looks like he's really getting after you. Right. I mean, I just think he's. I mean, you can see why they they called him up. They, you can see why him and Cedric Alexander were moved up, but especially with what he is bringing to the table, and the fans are getting behind him too. Yeah. That's that's the other thing. He's not. It's not some gimmick right now. It's they're giving him a shot, which I think fans are excited to see. That hey, they're giving some guys shots now. Yeah. And the fans are rallying behind him. So yeah, I thought yeah, really good. I think it helped both of them. Um, so I, I was good to see. And then Buddy Murphy had another match this past week that was also really good. Um, but we'll kind of get through this other SmackDown. So the, I think the other thing to come out is Randy Orton teaming with the Revival. So he uh-huh. comes out before New Day. And, New Day and Revival are supposed to have a match, and then uh, Orton requested to join the match and make it a six man. So they had a six man match, and Revival and Randy Orton won. Um, so I, what do you think about that pairing? I don't, this isn't quite. I think. The next week is when they really, yeah. So they, they the injury angle comes this week, or but uh, they're revival and Randy Orton getting together. What do you think about that? I love it. Yeah, I love it. I think again, not that because I love Randy Orton, I just think he's a great heel. I think yeah. he's a great heel, and I also think that he kind of has an old school heel feel about him, which is what the revival wants to be. They're you know they're. They make no secret about it. They're disciples of Arn Anderson. They love that Jim Crockett style of being a heel. Well, I think all that together, I think it's a good. It's surprisingly a good blend. Yeah, the revival. Um, they, I think they are. They're guys that are like, right? They're obviously a little bit on the the brainbusters, the enforcers, whatever you call them. They are. They're just like begging to be in a faction. They're begging to be, and they kind of, they put him with Shane McMahon. It was kind of interesting, but I think they're begging to have some a bigger name with them, but also be able to go in the ring themselves. So I think I think this is a good. It seems like a good mixture, and it seems like what they want. Well, let's see. I mean, let's see what they do with it. Talent wise, it's great. Yeah. So I'd say so far so good. I know you don't believe in social media because you're behind like that, but. On like Instagram and yeah. um, Twitter, and those are platforms. There, Scott Dawson is putting up clips of what they call the RKO machine. You know where they both where they both held up. Uh, oh, I'm brain farting right. The now. 3D, basically. Yeah, yeah, the old school 3D. But I mean, it was cool because it was like, dang, they're all. Yeah, it was, you know, it's not a two-week deal. They actually have some yeah, they could, yeah, they could, they could. Yeah, I, I think hopefully, maybe, hopefully, they've gotten, they've gotten, they've taken one of my suggestions with the mystery part, with the Roman Reigns thing. Now they're not doing the best job at it, but it was pretty good. But hopefully, they take the net. My next, my latest suggestion, or my my other suggestion from previously is that maybe right, let's bring the factions put back. Put them in a box. Yeah, bring the factions back. Uh, the final thing on that SmackDown was Daniel Bryan telling Roman Reigns that they conducted their own investigation. Next week they'll bring the culprit. Um, so I'm that's how that SmackDown ended. Left a nice cliffhanger. Did you like the cliffhanger? No. You didn't like having the cliffhanger? No. Nobody's believing it. Nobody believes it. Well, I'm not talking about the results of it. I'm talking about last when they initially last week when he said to him, "Hey, I'm answering your question." No. 
I think it sucked. Ever, nobody's buying it. Mm-hmm. Nobody is buying it. All right. So, Raw Nobody last week. In, and then when they did what they did last week, people yeah. just rolled their eyes. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I was excited about it. I thought they, they could use it as a way to debut somebody or bring somebody back. would have been interesting, but uh, we'll get to They did not do that. Um, so, Raw, this past week, Raw, Reigns defeats Ziggler. Ziggler's doing the same thing, right? Um, Becky Lynch cuts a really good promo about Sasha Banks. Huh? That is, she's impressive. It was good. That was a great promo about uh, Sasha Banks. And, I mean, I think if you weren't excited already for their match, they're definitely getting you more and more excited. Um, let's see what else is important from last week. Uh, oh, I'll get to this one last. I'll, I'm going to skip around. I'll come back to the... So you had um, Strowman uh, against AJ Styles, U.S. Championship match. Um, the OC interferes. Surprise, surprise. Braun Strowman wins by interference. Rollins comes down makes a save for Strowman. And then they go and set up Strowman and Rollins versus Luke Giles and Carl, and Carl Anderson for the Raw Tag Team titles later in the night. All right. King, then you have the next thing was, and we'll kind of get to that when we talk about the the match at the end there. Um, King of the Ring, first match of the King of the Ring tournament, Samoa Joe defeated Cesaro. I'm sure you're going to have something to say about this. Oh, it's freaking awesome. I love those two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mark for those two. I was I was kind of shocked that they actually gave them the match that they did. Yeah. But I feel bad for Cesaro. Because that dude, he is talented. He's, I mean, I don't know what the poor guy has to do. Talk to catch better. A break. Talk better. I don't know what he has to do to catch a break. But talk, but talk, he has to talk better. But again, I, I'm still one of those people who thinks Samoa Joe has been robbed that he hasn't been a world champion yet. But, you know, whatever. If Cesaro could talk like Samoa Joe, he'd be the champion. Well, I agree. That's but his problem. Time, that's what managers are for, but, you know, whatever. They've yeah. only done that since wrestling has existed. Well, they gave him Heyman, and nothing happened. So, I don't yeah, know. Well, He's a great – he can wrestle, though. It was it was a good match. What they've been doing with Cesaro matches lately, which I like, is they're making him feel like real competitions, and they're clean finishes. Cesaro, I think, has had a great... Would you say Cesaro's had a, a really good month of wrestling? If you just think, man, how's Cesaro other, been performing? Other than not winning? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If I just said, hey, how's Cesaro yeah, been... You have... I don't know. There's To me, there's so many things, but I'm, I'm different. I'm not, you know... Like, I look at a guy like Drake Maverick, who has a reputation of being a strong manager when he needs to be. Well, instead of him talking about chasing the 24-7 title and trying to consummate his marriage, which is funny as it is, why don't you stick him with a guy like Cesaro and go from there? Because he, he needs to be able to... He needs to be able to chase the title 24-7. Duh. I can... So, um... But yeah, so Cesaro hasn't been winning, but if I said, how's he been... How's Cesaro doing? I think a lot of people say, oh, he's doing really well lately. Even though he hasn't won. So, you can have a guy, you know, 
you can have a guy just by featuring him in good matches. I think that could help, even though he hasn't been winning. He's been Dolph Ziggler. Those two will have a great match, and then Dolph Ziggler will just keep asking for punishment. Yeah, maybe that's gonna happen. I just want. I just want. My biggest thing is you have a guy like Cesaro, which a lot of people like. Mm-hmm. You know, I get he can't talk. I get it. No, not arguing that at all. But the thing is, the fans like him. You know, when he comes out, the crowd does erupt. They they do like him. I think you're overstating it. No, I think you're a moron. He's no, he's very well liked. It, they people were annoyed with him. The whole bar thing, that thing ran out quick. But I think that he is very, very talented, and I think they need to make him look stronger than he is, and not just make him a good worker. I think he's fine. Where I think he's, I think he's serving a purpose. So next, you had Rey Mysterio giving a heartfelt. A backstage interview about how he's going to retire and then his son comes and save him. Do you have anything else you want to say about that? His son wants to be his partner and make him proud. Anything to say? I think they retread the angle between Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero with Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe claims that that's really his biologically his son. Okay. I think they can put that. So now you have nothing to say. All right. Uh, I have nothing to say because it's a waste of time. Yeah. So on. we'll see where it goes. Um, Whatever, I'm not really interested in that too much. Uh, New Day defeated the Revival by disqualification when Randy Orton comes out, hits an RKO, and then uh, the Revival blows out Xavier Woods' leg while they make Kofi Kingston watch. Thoughts? I like it. I thought it was definitely... I thought thought it drew good heat. Even... um... Even on, again, you don't believe in social media, so. I'm not. Even on the media, the Revival was putting out pictures of snakeskin style boots that supposedly Randy Orton got them and how they're, you know, the all top guys. And, you know, they're playing up their gimmick. Yeah. Which which is fine. But, again, man, I'm buying the chemistry. Yeah. I'm buying the whole, they're the anti New Day. And it's making. and it's by association making making the rivalry between Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston better. Yes. So I think it's definitely worthwhile. Um, good stuff. I'm interested to see where it goes. Next, you had another tag match. You had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeating Fire and Desire. I don't really have much to say about that. Do you have anything to say about that? It's another another week. The women's tag champs are on TV. So that's a step in the right direction, right? Yep. All right. Then you had the second King of the Ring match of the night. Cedric Alexander defeated Sami Zayn. I said on Twitter, which is social media, um, that this match felt to me like a... Why couldn't both of these guys fought somebody else and lost in the first round match? How do you think? I, I, it doesn't do much for me to see Cedric Alexander advance. And see uh, one of McIntyre, for example, um, up top you have Cesaro, Samoa Joe. One of them had to lose, and Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. So one of them is going to have to lose. Instead, we could have had Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, which they've been doing, or you know, Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander, and Cesaro and Sami Zayn, and then Cesaro could advance, and then so. That's the only thing I really have on that that 
It's kind of a you whatever know, for I me. I mean, I I like who all they put in there, but at the same time, I don't like the order they have it. Yeah, and we'll talk about. We'll kind of get through. We'll go through the bracket at the end there. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing that I wasn't huge on, but it's not that big of a deal. It was a good match. They're both good wrestlers, so whatever. You got Sasha attacks Natalia again backstage, talks some trash to her. Again, building Sasha up as a heel and poor Natalia is just getting battered around. She must be, she must be going for some time off soon, maybe. I don't know, man. They could. I mean, it's bad enough that she got cheap shot, um, you know, in the ring. And I get, I get that to establish that Sasha's a heel. Mm-hmm. But they could eat. If the logic is, well, we got to send her away for a little bit, you know, give her a break. Well, charms in a sling. She lost to Becky Lynch. Sasha Banks. Why do we got to beat a dead horse? That's a terrible you thing know? to say about Natalia. So, what? that's a terrible thing to say about Natalia. Call her a dead horse. Um, so, main event, Raw Tag Team Championship match. Rollins and Strowman defeat the OC. Uh, the finish of the match is pretty cool. You had Strowman hit a power slam, and then, Raw, and then AJ Styles tries to crawl in to break up the pin, and Rollins hits a stomp. And Strowman and Rollins are the tag team champions. So, what do you think about that? Uh, cool story, bro. Yeah, I, let's see where it goes. It reminds me, I, I don't know, it has a dude loves Stone Cold vibe to it. For yeah. those of you who remember that angle back in the day. They're putting they're putting them together to break. You have two guys who are really not tag team guys winning the tag titles. And you know there's going to be some form of fallout. Yeah. And, you know, who's the fallout going to happen with? No. Okay, we'll wait and see. But yeah. I hate it because you're taking the tag team division, pressing pause, and saying, here, yeah. let's just take these two just to give a reason why they should hate each other for when they eventually go against each other for the world title. Yeah, you're putting them together to tear them apart later. So, it's kind of, yeah, it's whatever. It's, it's a little bit so much more with that. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a way for them, and it doesn't make a ton of sense, but in my lizard brain, I thought it would be really cool if... In your what? Lizard brain. Lizard okay. okay. Liz- lizard, lizard brain. Um, I thought it would be cool... If I thought it would have been cool if Strowman turned on Rollins and joined the OC, and then it's like, holy crap, this now this is a formidable crew right here. But it doesn't make a ton of sense. But it would have been interesting if they wanted to do something different. That would have been different. I agree, but um, anyway, so let's go to SmackDown. So that was Raw. Let's go to SmackDown. Uh, what's interesting? Kevin Owens apologized. Uh, McMahon said he'd reconsider his yeah, fine. They're, they're cutting his nuts off right now, and that's. And he told him, he told him, if you ever hit an official again, you'll be fired. Which, shockingly, it comes back into play later. Uh, first King of the Ring match: Andrade defeats Apollo Cruz. So Andrade moves on. Right decision, I think. Apollo Cruz is probably ready to drink a bottle of chlorine. <laughs> I mean, that poor guy, man. He, what are they doing? 
If him and Cesaro should form a tag team called the Mutes and never talk again, and they probably get more over. <laughs> wow. WWE, man, you got to be able to talk. We'll get, we'll get in the mouthpieces later, but yeah. You got to be able to talk. Um, Daniel Bryan and Rowan walk a hooded figure into an empty room and tell him not to move. Who is it? Who could it be? We'll find out later. It's All uh, I could do looking at it is, because they didn't have his hands covered, I'm sitting there going, whoever it is has really fat hands. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I said, well, he's white. Okay. Fat hands. So I'm sitting there going, you know what? I'm going to buy this for a minute. I'm going to go down the list in my mind of wrestlers. Well, that's what I, first thing. Okay, he's a white guy. Okay, he's got hands. And I'm like, is it the big show? And I'm like, no, no, because he would be yeah. huge compared to the rest of them. I mean, I'm going down the list and I'm just like, you know I what? thought there was, there was rumblings about Lars Sullivan. I'm like, ah, it's going to be lame. There was something. Oh, shut up. There's there's rumblings about Lars Sullivan. I thought it might be him. Uh, maybe he had the fat hands, but yeah, I don't know. It was. It, do you, do you, am I wrong? Tell me you didn't notice that. Well, well, the first thing I thought was okay. It's a white guy because I saw his white hands. Wow! wow. Way to bring race into it. Jeez. It it cuts down the field by a good margin. If I could, if I can tell you what race he is, I mean, unless he's wearing some type of gloves or has vitiligo. Tell me, but tell me you did when they had his hand like. Yes, I said okay. I thought okay, it's a white guy. Then the second thing I thought is sausage fingers. Yes, I thought okay, it's a it's a white guy. Okay, it's a fat guy, or it's a big guy. Yeah. It's a fat guy. It just you know, but okay, whatever. Were his hands not the color of freaking printer paper? I mean, they were white, white. This is true. Yeah, this is true. So, uh, what else you got from SmackDown? Moment of bliss. Charlotte comes out, challenges Be- uh, Bailey. Bailey accepts, and then blasts Charlotte off the chair, which I thought was pretty good. What do you think about that? I like it. It's good but stuff. But again, I'm a Bailey fan, and I think ba- really Bailey needs to look strong. I thought they've been they've been using her better lately, where she's not just a pushover. That's nice that she can well, get a little nasty. Be, but, but a lot of people are going, okay, you know, you win against Alexa Bliss, but Alexa Bliss has been out of commission for how long? Yeah. Okay, Ember Moon. Okay, you know, I, I would love to. I think you want to make her legit. Have her beat Charlotte Flair cleanly. No, and she's she's not. Title all the time. Now, if down the line, Charlotte Flair wins it back off of her. Okay, whatever. But I think that's just one of those rites of passage. Like, how did she get the belt to begin with? Oh, she cashed the money in the bank after Charlotte Flair was beat to death, <laughs> you know? So I'd like to see that happen, but who knows? It won't. Yeah, I don't know. So then you have, later on the night, Buddy Murphy defeats Daniel Bryan. Another great match. And they let God, Buddy Murphy was, win. So that was pretty good. It was so hard when that was done. What you, what'd you, you, you did what now? I said my nipples were very hard after you thought. <laughs> oh, okay. If All you, right. uh... Do, do, Glass cutters? <laughs> I shut you up. For half a second, you went quiet. Well, I've been waiting for you to shut up for about 30 minutes now. All right, oh, so then... I'm sorry, I'm not going to get steamrolled like your other co-host. All right, so anyway, so Rowan, after that, they come back from commercial. Rowan and Daniel Bryan attack Buddy Murphy. So they get a little bit of heat 
in, that's an insider term back. Um, what do you think about that? Probably good. Probably it, nothing. Nothing big. Nothing small. Right. Probably the right thing yeah, to do. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, revival defeats heavy machinery. So what? Uh, Chad Gable cuts a promo, and then they put the. Uh, I thought that's pretty Chad funny. Chad Gable looked like an accountant. I, I'm excited to see him in the tournament. He's pretty good. I think the yeah, King of the Ring could really help somebody like him. About him and Shelton Benjamin's upcoming tag team combining a gimmick. I'm not looking forward to, but I, I don't. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Hopefully. Uh, then you had to end the match or to end the night. Oh, you had you also had uh, Sami Zayn come on Miz TV say he is being the spokesman for Nakamura, and then Nakamura uh, attacks the Miz. What do you think about that? I think you tweeted about this. What do you think? I like the idea of Sami Zayn being a mouthpiece. Yeah. Right now, what they're doing with him because I remember when he came back, he had a great match against Finn Balor. You remember when he came back and. You know, Finn Balor was the IC title holder and whatnot. Yeah. They had a great match. And then that's when he cut the promo that he was a heel and went yeah. off on the fans. And that's when your nipples got hard and you got excited. That's right. But since then, he's been squashed all over the place. Mm-hmm. So to me, if that's what they're going to do with him is just make him a heat-seeking missile, then yeah, put him with Nakamura. Let Nakamura look strong as a, as a wrestler. And let Sami Zayn just... On his mouth. Let it happen. Okay. I, I think it could be uh, definitely interesting. It gives both of them a little refresh. So uh, Then you have the King of the Ring tournament match. Elias defeats Kevin Owens because Shane McMahon comes down and reveals himself as a ref. He told Owens that if he touched another official, he'd be fired. So Owens couldn't do anything. Elias rolls him up and, does a qu- and Shane does a quick three count. Anything on this? I think it's a it was a way to get Owens out of the tournament. Um, yeah. You let him you let him cut a promo at the beginning of the tournament about how important it is, kind of to bring some legitimacy to the tournament again, and then you get him. It's a way to get him out of it, so so he doesn't have to win. What do you what do you think? Um, I, again, you know, I feel Shane McMahon just annoys me, but. I want to see what they're going to do with Kevin Owens because I thought they did a good job of making him strong. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh, now we're going to find him. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to. Yeah. Well, I think this this is probably going to build up to this. this, Maybe it'll build up to him getting fired and then coming back and terrorizing. I don't know. We'll see. But I thought he doesn't, I, I think he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to win. The King of the Ring, so get him no, out of there. No, that's no. fine. It's fine. You can get him out of there without making him take a real loss, so that's fine. Um, then the showing off the air with Daniel Bryan revealing Roman Reigns' attacker, which was a fat old. Um, what what race was this gentleman, Nathan? Um, well, Seth, it appeared that he was albino. Yes, he was, he was very pale. A fat old white guy with a crazy with the same beard as Rowan. With a fox sewn to his chin. Yes. So, so I don't. Basically, you see Rowan's fat stunt double. Yeah. Pop up there. They take the bag off his head. It was. You know what it felt like to me. It felt like how Frank Drebin must have felt 
when Anna Nicole Smith comes to him, <laughs> she starts to strip. And then, out of nowhere, a gonzo nose just pops up. That's how it, it was kind of the wrestling fan equivalent. Oh, the world's largest puff Cheeto. Oh, yeah, it was kind of the wrestling fan equivalent. Oh, wrestling fan equivalent. I know how. I know. I kind of know how he felt. Is that what? Is that kind of how you felt with it? Yeah, it was underwhelming. I was like, this is gonna be stupid. Correct. Once they really were like, once they got in there and they're, you stay still. I'm sitting there going, you know what? Whoever they, whoever they're trying to market in there, if it is a wrestler. How bad of a wrestler are you if you're told sit in this chair? Worst. It was like on your head. it was like the worst episode of Scooby Doo ever. Yes, excellent description. Good job. There you go. So, all right. So that's the last two weeks of WWE. So now talk about what you really love. Oh, Give yes. me your thoughts on Takeover. Oh. I'll let you go. I'm not gonna even say anything. You just tell me what you thought about Takeover. What stood out to you? I, it was excellent. As always, they don't get too crazy complicated. They just go out there and do their thing. Um, there is there is one match in particular that was hands down the worst match I've ever seen in NXT takeover. But Baszler Yim, a lot of people. Oh, yes, and I'll go off on that tangent later. You, how they finish, how they built. I mean, all these matches were very very solid. What was your favorite yeah. of the night? What's that? What was your favorite of the night? Well, I'm, I'm a mark for Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. That match I thought was outstanding. It surpassed what I expected. Like, you know it's going to be good, but it was outstanding. Yeah. I mean, it got you emotionally invested into it. Yeah. You forgot, for, you forgot that it was staged entertainment. You know, you're like, man, these two are beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Someone's going to get hurt. I like the finish of the last one where it was just basically Adam Cole was just able to lift his arm up. And that's why yeah. he won because he was able to get his arm over top of Gargano, not the other way he was around. Able to roll left. Yeah. So I, I like, I, that's, I, I thought it was a good finish to what had been kept, three good matches. Johnny Gargano strong, but, but I think what was interesting about that, I guess we're going to work our way backwards, might as well, was the fact that the fans cheered Johnny Gargano like he got moved up. You know, yeah, it seems to be. He got a big ovation from the crowd. Up, you know, his wife, Candice LeRae, comes down, helps him walk up the ramp. And this was supposedly when the cameras were off after the broadcast. William Regal comes out, gives him a big hug. Yeah. And everybody's giving a standing ovation and cheering him on. I, I even got him like, like, he's moving up. Yeah. Like, this is, I was kind of pissed. Yeah, well, you know? big misdirect. What else do you have to say about um, you didn't Baszler Yim? What a lot of people didn't really like. I think that was probably the lowest rated match on the card. Got one star. Melzer gave it one star. It just um, didn't work. They um, had no chemistry. I am not a big Mia Yim fan. Yeah, and it's not because I dislike her. I'm just not impressed with her skill set. Yeah. I'm not impressed with how she performs in the ring right now. I know a lot of people out on the West Coast love her because she was an indie superstar out there. I feel she's very overrated. I feel that there's, and this is proven, there are more deserving wrestlers to get that push in NXT as opposed to her. They had a garbage match. 
Shayna Baszler's good. She is not bad at all. I didn't all. think it's about time for her to move. Garbage match. I guess it doesn't. I was going to say it's about time for her to move up, but what we'll get to, there may be no more moving up. Right, right. So. We'll get to that. But in working backwards, um, but again, it, it was it was a dumpster fire. That was hands down the worst NXT takeover match I have ever seen. And if they continue to build that and try to make it something legit, it's going to fail. Nice. And Again, I think I think I have a way to fix that. But anyway, working backwards, the North American Championship for the North American Championship. What were your thoughts? I was walking my dog, so it's all on you. Oh, great! Um, <clears throat> excuse me. No, excellent match. Those three, man, anytime you put Velveteen Dream and a guy like Roderick Strong, I'm glad that they're giving him a push, by the way. More yeah. of a singles push. He got, kind of got lost in the fray there, you know, with Undisputed Era. He was always like the other tag team partner, the other wrestler. Yeah. Well, they needed but, him when uh, Fish got injured, but now they can kind of let him get back out right, there. Right, right, right. But I'm glad to see that they're giving him just as much of a fair shake at it. Because, again, he was another guy you and I saw – Live when he went against Johnny Gargano for the world title at the taping, and he, I mean, he was outstanding. Yeah, he brought it. He's just as good as Adam Cole. He's just as good as anybody they have there. It's just kind of one of those, you know, okay, so he's a mid-carder of NXT. So I'm glad to see that they, they're they utilizing him. But, again, Velveteen Dream coming out strong. I like Pete Dunne. I think he's talented, but I, I'm, you know, he, he can wear out his welcome pretty quickly. I don't know how you feel about him. I like him. I'm, I like him. He's, but uh, it just depends on what he's in. Yeah, I haven't but, seen much of him outside of some of his matches that he's had on takeovers previously, and some of his stuff the, on the UK with the guy. But it's a lot of it's with guys he's worked with a ton. So, um, but I've enjoyed every single match I've watched of his. I've thought it was awesome. So, I, I, I enjoy his work. Yeah, I mean, again, solid. Even Meltzer gave it three and a half stars. But yeah. All right, so before that, you had Matt Riddle and Killian Dane getting a little brew. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. Are you? I think that could be an interesting match because Killian Dane can do some pretty interesting stuff for a big dude. So that could be – is that something that you think is coming up down the pike? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I would – we'll end up talking about it later, what we think, but there's nothing concrete. But, you know, they – I think Killian Dane is very talented. They made him and the whole insanity bit look weak up at the well, the main roster, I guess. But to see now, but yet yeah, he comes down and he's a monster against well, one he, of the big up and comers. He didn't do any. He didn't do really anything in uh, up on the main roster. They didn't really let him do anything at all. I was saying he's. I mean, they did not do anything with him to make him look like he was worth anything. They, they didn't do anything with him to make like he look, make him look like he wasn't. He, they didn't. They didn't do anything with him. Period. It's not like they took him up there and made him lose a bunch. He didn't do anything. They didn't let him do anything. So yeah, but it's kind of like EC3. He's doing nothing right now, and everybody's just kind of like meh about him. Yeah, but Killian Dane left NXT and makes him weak. Yeah, I don't know. Killian Dane left NXT. And he was a freaking stud. So I don't think that really. I mean, that War Games match. He was like the 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 
I think it was the first War Games match. He was like the guy in it. Like he did some crazy stuff. So I don't well, think that's it'll a, be, again. It'll be good to see. I'm I like the buildup that they're going with. As long as they do what NXT does and it's put on a good show. Yeah. All right. So the the match the match before that was the it's, it was being, it was labeled a grudge match between Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. I thought this was probably out of the matches I saw one of the better ones. Meltzer gave this was the highest rated match Meltzer gave. He gave it four and a quarter stars. It was a barn burner. My wife watched. She'll watch wrestling with me just because if she tolerates me like yeah. that. Uh-huh. That match, she was locked into. It was a good one. They were getting after it. And the thing is, Io Shirai, you know, her old gimmick, the genius of the skies, she wasn't doing anything like high-flying gimmicky. She was out there kicking some ass. You know why that is? Why? Because she's a heel. She's a heel. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, why, why am I laughing at myself about that? Anyway. I knew you. I, it's like a, you're like a human soundboard. I can get you to say what I want. Um, uh, so that was a great match. Uh, you, then you had... Candice LeRae is legit. Yes. Like, you, and you, you know more about her background than I do from the um, independent standpoint. Yeah. I'll tell you what I was kind of in the back of my mind. Her and I think her and Baszler is a big like you want to talk about a underdog. Like that'll be really they'll be able to tell a really really good story with those two. I agree, I agree. But and it makes me wonder if that's why maybe Johnny Gargano is going to go sit on the shelf for a little bit because they didn't want to have the like the Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins. Power couple getting going on down there. Yeah, they tried it up there and said, uh, "F that, we're not doing that again." So, well, uh, now they're engaged. So that's about the worst. Um, all right, so so then before that, the, the show opener, they're always, or typically the NXT takeover show openers are pretty excellent. Uh, you had the Street Profits defeating Fish and O'Reilly for the tag team championship. Another pretty good, another good match. I, I, I was worried that Street Profits were going to lose this match and get called up. You know what I think this this card may suffer from a little bit? Is I think when they initially booked it, because they do all this television so far in advance, right? Yes. They hadn't decided what we're about to talk about, what where NXT's going from here on out. I don't. Maybe they hadn't quite decided they wanted to do that or hadn't finalized that. So there, there seems to be a few spots on here, and maybe it didn't really suffer. But there seems to be a few spots on here where you would think this guy's losing, he's going up now. Um, right. but you know, let's just go ahead and get to it. The Street Profits won. It was a great match. But now NXT is going to be airing starting September 18th on USA on Wednesday nights. It's going to be two hours, and it's going to be live. But here's the thing. They've just done their last, apparently, their last TV recording. Mm. And it's leaked that Undisputed Era won the title from Street Profits. Hmm. Spoilers. So, yes. so, it, so there's... Well, that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder if they want to start it with them being... Have the bad yeah, guys... Start with the bad like guys holding... On, start on TV with the bad guys holding all the titles and... Well, and again, we'll have to see. But yeah. so, so 
They start on the 18th. AEW will start October 2nd, also on Wednesday night on TNT. So some people are calling it the Wednesday Night Wars. What do you think about this kind of um, this matchup, kind of NXT and AEW? I know you're a big NXT fan, but uh, and I, I enjoy it as well. I'm more of a takeover to takeover fan, not so much the weekly show. Um, and I've, I'm kind of anticipating AEW. I, I enjoy uh, kind of the content they put out online and on YouTube and things like that. I'm kind of curious to see it. I'm not a hundred percent in, but I, I think they could be. I think it's going to be pretty good. So, what do you kind of think about this matchup, AEW versus NXT? I, I have mixed feelings. Yeah, I have mixed feelings, and here's why. Number one, people don't. And I had a good friend when I first started getting NXT. It was because a good friend of mine told me he goes, "Look, if you want a bunch of storylines and promos, go watch Raw and SmackDown." If you want to just want, if you just want to see wrestling and some really cool matches, watch NXT. And I was like, you know what? I'll watch it, and I got hooked because it was not much fluff. And with AEW, they're doing some creative things storyline wise, and their main the the top brass of their roster. Is excellent, but you and I have talked about this. I'm about to throw you under the bus. You need to say it, not set me up to be the prick in this show. Mm-hmm. Too bad. But my fear is, is if they try to make NXT the third brand, legitimate, the third show, Raw and SmackDown, I'm worried it's going to ruin it. What's made, given it such a big following to begin with? I don't. I don't think that's gonna. I don't know if that's gonna be an issue personally. I don't think that's. It's gonna be the same people running it. I if they if they, I think they're gonna shoot it in the same place. Would be as my understanding right now. I don't know if they're gonna be a touring brand. Do you have any clarity on that? Say that again. Are they gonna tour or are they gonna shoot from full sale? I well not that that goes back to what I said. What has made them so unique is the fact that you could go to full sale as a fan, and you and I did this, mm-hmm. and they record a month's worth of episodes, so it's about four hours long, at full sale. And they, they'll they cut like a five-minute five promo, if that, each episode, but it's back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back wrestling. And it is, I mean, it's a great show. They roll it out, they broadcast it. It's the old formula of how they used to broadcast when they had the territories. Yeah. Studio show. So, yeah. So, to me, what made it cool was, in the history of it is, when WWE bought out Florida Championship Wrestling, there's a lot of people who were excited that that was becoming the true developmental, and you can see future stars, you pay 20 bucks, you go to the show. I can go, I'm not going to say exactly where I live, but within a half hour radius of my home, I can go to three different NXT live shows. In a half hour radius of where I live in Florida. Yeah. And that was cool because for $10, I could take myself, and if I want to take my kid, it's a very family friendly atmosphere. It's a small setting. They, and they put on great matches, and you kind of get to see what's coming down the pike. You know, who are they developing? Who are they getting ready? Who's not on TV yet? It's just cool because you feel like you're invested in it. 
Yeah. So I, I where, wonder. Where a lot of the house shows you hear about today that are right now getting canceled a fair amount is, well, it's a bunch of wrestlers that they're not using on television. It's not so much they're developing them. They're just not using them and they can afford to, you know, if they get injured, who cares? And, you know, I'm not saying that's necessarily the case mindset, but that's what it's perceived as. NXT, it's like, no, this is practice for these guys. They're trying to earn their right to get on television. And if they can get on television, they're earning their right to get up to the main roster. And you look at an Aster Black, you look at Ricochet, you look at these guys that are kicking ass up there, and it's because of how they've worked their way through NXT. I just, I don't want that to go. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see if they if they create a new developmental that will tour around the state of Florida like they do now, or um, if they keep. I, I don't imagine they'll keep touring um, when they have to film a show every Wednesday. My question is, are they going to film from Full Sail every Wednesday? I would imagine they probably would because it kind of they they could ease them into that schedule. And if they did that, they could kind of undercut. Um, I think one of AEW's biggest selling points for independent wrestlers is that they're going to work fewer dates and the travel's not going to be as bad. Well, if they're going to film from the same place every week, you know they're probably filming a similar number of dates, and you don't have to travel at all. So I think if that's what if that's what they're, if they're trying to set this up as an AEW killer, which I don't know if they are. I think some people think. I mean, well, this is their this is their third brand. This isn't well, their. I want to interrupt you on this one. Oh, go ahead. You've only done it all episode. Well, yeah. Well, you know, you'll get over it. No, the whole thing is even Eric Bischoff when they interview him, he goes back and he goes, "Look, WCW and WWF had a lot of the same fans. All you got to do is hit the back button." You flip back and forth, and whichever match was better, that's what stayed on. So I think it's going to be the same thing. <laughs> well, now there's so many other ways to watch it. They're like you could watch one on your cable box and watch another one on your tablet. You know, there's just I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as much of a war as people think. It might be on message boards and Reddit and things like that. But well, yeah, I think it's going to be more of a war for the fans. But they're already doing. Yeah, so I, I, it'll be interesting. Now, the one thing I heard somebody bring this up is now, how does this really? The real question is, how does this affect SmackDown? Um, because it's now the third and possibly the fourth wrestling show of the week that you'd be watching. So that'll be interesting to see if there, if that, if it loses anything just being later in the week, or if having the Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of separation between shows. Um, helps it or not. It'll be interesting to see. Right, right. No, but I, I want you to, because you brought up a good point when we were talking. Mm-hmm. About... Among the AEW. Huh? We watched, um, we watched all, or Double or Nothing. Yeah. I felt it was, a, I felt personally, it was, half of it was excellent. Yeah. I felt the first half and it didn't even hold a candle to NXT. Yeah, I've watched... is an AEW versus NXT talk right now. Yeah. I'm talking about WWE as a whole versus AEW. So my point is, the back half, the bottom half of what AEW is promoting 
could hold a candle to the WWE developmental. So what was your, we talked about it, but what was your, what's your insight on it? I think we've spoken about it previously, even on the pod. I think AEW, the top of their card is really good. Now, I I still think that um, the top of their card's good and probably comparable to WWE, possibly. I still think WWE may have more star power if you went out into the general public. Look, you're not going to find a better promo cutter, heel-wise, than MJF. Yeah, but he's not a star. Not yet. No, that's what, he's like a riser, but they don't have, in my opinion, I think the top of their card is very good. They have a few guys, but it'll just starting out. If you said okay, if you said to me and said okay, you can only watch NXT or AEW. If I didn't have the curiosity factor with AEW, and it was just like okay, this is the rosters comparably, I'd probably watch. NXT, I think just, but that's because I know more about it and I've seen it more. So that's going to be, I think, AEW's biggest challenge is introducing people to the lower card, uh, the lower card wrestlers. I don't think they've done a great, they've kind of done an okay job of introducing guys, but none of them have been very impressive to me besides the names I already knew going in. The The only two I've really enjoyed that I didn't know much about going into AEW um, is I've enjoyed Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, which I didn't really know anything about them until they went until they came into AEW. I've enjoyed them quite a bit, but some of the other guys like Darby Allen, eh, I don't you know I don't know enough about him. But right now I'm like, eh, no thanks. Jimmy Havoc, not really, not really getting me. Um, I thought Joey Ryan would end up there. I, I he might. Eventually, well, but he's 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 announced that he wants to stay with the Indies. I think he can't get. I think what really happened is he can't really get. He can't do what he's doing now on TV. So he could say I chose the Indies, but I don't know. It's like yeah, you, we'll give you a contract, but you have to totally change what you do. And he he makes enough money doing what he does to not have to do all that. So I think that's really part of. It. I don't know. I mean. Do you think he's going to get on WWE TV or NXT doing that? And then hearing what we've heard in the past about Turner Broadcasting, I'm sure it's different, but are they going to put him on TV doing all that stuff? I don't think so. So did did he really shun these big offers? Maybe. I don't know, but I would, I would lean more, I'd lean more towards they never happened. I'm I'm sorry for not citing my sources, but. Um, he he announced that NXT WWE offered him a fairly good contract to just come and be a coach, like to go and work in the performance center and teach. Oh well, yeah, I mean he of course he announced that. I got offered it. I got offered a job to coach too at the performance center. It was a pretty good contract. I decided to turn it down. I mean, so I mean, no, I, I, it wasn't it wasn't from him. It was. Third party. I was okay. Yeah, I just don't think I, if he wants to continue, he could always come back to that um, later down the line. I think he wants to probably get as much as he can out of his body while he can. But yeah, I, but back to kind of the point. AEW's they're going to have to introduce kind of 
these guys a little more and maybe play to their strength and their style a little more. Um, like Jimmy Havoc's a guy I've brought up a few times. He's not real big, but he's like a deathmatch king. Well, he hasn't been in anything close to a deathmatch yet. So, you know, I'm not really... I don't want... I kind of waiting to understand him a little bit, but right now I'm like, this is just like a pale guy that's skinny that doesn't look like he could, you know, break through a paper bag. You know, it's and is that I hope he I hope he hears this and he just What? Please come on. Come on, Jimmy. The revolution we've already seen what happened in the Revolutionary War to those lobster backs. <laughs> Wow. Wow. You're a historian. You like that. All right. So, AW NXT, that should be an interesting. I think that um, what I'm most interested to see is the ideas that how AEW is going to present themselves differently. Because they like to poke fun at WWE and kind of the establishment wrestling. And they're pretty creative guys. The being elite stuff is. Always pretty entertaining. They've done a good stuff with the road, good job with the road to uh, YouTube shows they've made. They all have pretty good production value. They are setting up matches and things like that in an interesting way. So I'll be interested to see what they do on live television every week and see how it differs from your traditional wrestling show. So that should be, I think that would be one of the more interesting aspects of it. So let's get to the let's finish up real quick. Uh, we're going pretty long already, but let's finish up with the King of the Ring. So on one side you have the Raw side, and then the other side is the SmackDown side. So what we have so far. That's hot. Okay. So up top on the bracket, Cesaro Samoa Joe Samoa Joe wins. Samoa Joe will be wrestling the winner of Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. Oh. So that'll happen next week. Then on the bottom of the bracket, Cedric Alexander and Sami Zayn wrestled. Cedric Alexander won. And they will fa- he will face the winner of The Miz and Baron Corbin. And so those will be the raw, kind of raw semifinals. Samoa Joe versus Ricochet Drew McIntyre. And Cedric Alexander versus The Miz and Baron Corbin. On the SmackDown side, Elias beat Kevin Owens. And then the they will fa- Elias will face the winner of Ali versus Buddy Murphy. So that should be a good match right there. Should be. Then on the bottom of the bracket, Andrade defeated Apollo Cruz, and he will face the winner of Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, which I think they're setting up for Chad Gable to win. Um But so that's kind of the bracket. So who who would you like what would you like to see out of the King of the Ring? That's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. What would you like to see happen? I would love for Again, dream finals, and I know I'm not doing exactly the best order here, but the dream I would like to see is Drew McIntyre versus Samoa Joe. Well, that's going to be next round, so that's that's over. That, but, to, but to me, that that let's I get. Would, I want. What's your realistic? A Raw versus a SmackDown guy final, and then who would you want to win? Just based on how it is, we can't go back in time. I so. want Samoa Joe to win. Okay. I want him to win. I just again, I'm a mark for him. But do I? What do I? Who do you think I would be his best? Who would be the best? 
I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've heard this or not. Does the winner of this get a number one contender shot? I, I believe, I believe so. I don't think they've said so officially, but it, he's gonna. The finals is gonna be on the Clash of Champions pay per view, and then I believe the, I would imagine the winner would get some type of title shot. Uh, okay. So who would you like Samoa Joe to face from the SmackDown side? What are my options again? So here, who's still alive? You got Andrade, Elias, Ali, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, or Shelton Benjamin. Oh, I think well, I think Andrade would be excellent to watch. It'd be a good match for sure. I would love to see Samoa Joe and Andrade, but here's that's just me. But I think for the sake of better storytelling, Drew McIntyre and Andrade. Well, that's my hope is I would like for them to kickstart Drew McIntyre again. They've kind of stopped and started with him. I think he could be the top dude. So I would like for him to win it. And I'm good with him against Andrade. Uh, If you want to do an underdog story, Gable or uh, Buddy Murphy. I I would would enjoy any of those matches. If you want people to watch... Tune in and say, I want to see the finals. You put Drew McIntyre, a legit badass Drew McIntyre, not a cheater, nothing. Like, he's got yeah. to dominate people through the tournament. Yep. Him up against Andrade. I'd be down with that. I think that'd be a great match. I think that would be, the storytelling would be better if Drew McIntyre came out on top. Okay, hear me out. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do it. Kind of like with Royal Rumble, where you get to pick. You know, you pick which brand you want the championship for. Yeah. I think if he goes after Kofi Kingston, get him away from Seth Rollins. Yeah. In that, I would defuse that. I would go send him over to SmackDown. I would have him go after Kofi Kingston. And imagine what you've set up there. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I think you know this this gravy train with Randy Orton is not going to last long unless Randy Orton wins the title. I just don't see. You know what I mean? They got to they got to do something, and then ideally storytelling wise, you have Drew McIntyre win the title, and then you get that Undertaker popping up. For the championship. Yeah. So, yeah. I. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? I told you. I'm going to tell you how this works. You do that at the Rumble. Undertaker wins title. Give him his kudos. But then, the Fiend comes after him for WrestleMania. And that's how you can get the Fiend his title shot. While, at the same time, let the Undertaker retire and get him over even more. I mean, just make him a monster champion. Uh, I don't think the Fiend needs the title. Um, because then you face the then then the title then you face the same thing. Sure as hell helps. You face the same thing where the title's never on TV again, if you're going to do it right. Well, obviously it'll be tweaked as it goes because that's a ways away. Yeah. Well, I think I, I'm hoping you're wanting Samoa Joe to win King of the Ring. I'm going for I'd like McIntyre to win. I wouldn't mind seeing Chad Gable make a deep run. I think he's a really good wrestler and he could definitely play into the underdog role, which they're already kind of playing up already. So that could be interesting. 
right, so where can they find you on Twitter if they want to hear more of your rambling? My rambling, thank you, appreciate that. Out of, I am at out of a box over. Out of a box because over. That, that's what they're going to end up doing with your boy Drew McIntyre here, Seth. Yeah. You're eventually going to have to put him in a box. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have to break through and he's automatically going to be over because they're not going to, they don't know how to push it. Okay. I am at watching film SA. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Castbox, pretty much uh, wherever you found this, go back, subscribe, retweet the podcast. We're at watching underscore film on Twitter and watchingfilm.org. Nate, thank you for joining me today and completely railroading me every time I tried oh, to talk. It's always, your, it's always your pleasure. All right. So we'll be back uh, probably before All In or right after All or It's not All In. It's All Out this year. We'll be back after All Out discussing that and uh, the impending NXT debut on USA. So please uh, find us on watchingfilm.org, watching underscore film, and the Watching Film Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and CastBox. So we'll, we'll get back with you down the line. Thank you for listening.